Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitzman, and I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News, presented by Genucan. So, as you know, I don't really drink that much coffee or energy drinks, things like that, and so sometimes I need that little extra kick to get me through a workout, and if you need something just like that, this is the product for you. When you're training and you need something that won't spike your blood pressure or cause the crash, you can super starts, steadily releases energy so you can keep your foot on the gas and end your workout on a high. It's a trusted product by elite runners and Olympians such as Joe Klecker and Sarah Hall for long-lasting energy that's easy on the stomach. Achieve your personal best with UCAN and save 25% off when you use code HARRIER. That's H-A-R-R-I-E-R. Now, uh, before we get into this, make sure that you leave a like, subscribe, leave a review. really helps us know that you're enjoying all the content. This is going to be day seven of our 10 minutes in Tokyo. Uh, it's just going to be me on the mic today, so it won't be as long as some of our other episodes. But we do have a lot of stuff to cover, so I want to get right into it. So uh, this morning session, we'll start, with the, well, we'll start with the highlights and the crazy things that happened and then get into the, the morning session and break it down as well. So... The, we had a lot of big surprises come with last night's sessions. So uh, we'll start with the first one. And this was like a string of unfortunate events. If you are a USA track and field fan, with based off of where most of my listeners are from, it's most likely that you are a, a track and field fan of the US. We had probably the worst like 15 minutes of our lives in US track and field. So... First, the men's 4x1 is going up. It is Trayvon Brumell leading the charge, uh, Fred Curley second, Ronnie Baker third, and then Craven Gillespie uh, anchoring the relay. And on paper, this relay, not only are they easily able to make it to the final, they're easily going to be supposed to be one of those uh, pairs or groupings that are you know possible for a gold medal. And... Not only are there not going to be gold meddling, they didn't even make it to the final, uh, which was extraordinarily surprising. I mean, I was dumbfounded seeing this. They came in sixth in their heat with a time of 38-10. They got outleaned at the line by, I believe it was Ghana. Uh, they won by .02 seconds, uh, getting fifth, which moved them on to the final, and it was just a wild race. I mean, so they were in it for a little bit for the first like one and a half uh, turn. So for the first probably, you know, 150 meters they were in it, Trayvon Bermel did well. Um, and the real issues were the handoffs. And you could tell that, um, you know, pretty quickly. And I think the the Achilles heel of what it was was unfortunately, um, you know, I guess the lack of experience from Fred Curley. So obviously Fred Curley, extremely fast runner. He runs 9.8 speed. Um, 
but he just hasn't done four by one handoffs as much as some of these other runners. And so I think when you have him running second, it makes it all that more difficult when you have to learn an entirely new skill, really technical skill, uh, on top of running very, very fast. Uh, and you're, you're trying to get the baton from the fastest man in the world as of right now in Trayvon Vermel, and you're handing it to the third fastest man in the world with Ronnie Baker, and you're this is your first year running the 100. You just started learning the 100 and, and getting that started just a few months ago, and now you're expected to be you know handing off these batons in the highest area, and that's where the, the issues came. Um, the baton, getting it from Curl, Curly, getting the baton wasn't fantastic. And then the real blow up was the, that second exchange. Um, there was, it was bottlenecked and you could see Ronnie Baker really slowed down. I don't know if it was Ronnie Baker didn't get out early enough because it wasn't, it wasn't Curly's fault. And the fact that he was, you know, he didn't, you know, get it in his hand. They, they just got bottlenecked and it was really ugly looking. And after the race, uh, apparently they, they interviewed Baker and they interviewed Curly and he said they didn't hand off the baton very much. They didn't practice this. And it showed. It showed that the pure speed that the the Americans had was not enough to win this. And it, it's, it just haunts them. This, the the 4 by one for the men is just haunting us. Uh, we haven't won a medal since 2004 and haven't won a gold since 2000. And so it's like, when are we going to capitalize on this speed and show that, hey, maybe we should be practicing these handoffs more than three or four times right during the Olympics. Maybe we should say who our four by one's going to be at the Olympic trials, if not earlier than that. Like the second that we get our team for the Olympic trials, I want us to be saying, this is our A team. We're going with this and we're going to practice for this entire month because it clearly doesn't work when we decide to make these four by one teams, you know, the week of the Olympics. So let's stop trying to do it. We've been trying to do it for four Olympic cycles and it hasn't worked. We don't have the speed. We don't have the technicians and it shows because all these other athletes or all these other countries are not doing that. They have a teams that have been running with each other for years and years. Uh, and they're, they're getting it done, but we can't. And so it's just super frustrating. And I wish that we would have a better relay, you know, coaching staff or, or whoever it is. I mean, let's get Carl Lewis or Leroy Burrell as the coaching staff. Um, and I, I bet you that we're not going to be having these issues here. Um, then next, right after that, 15 minutes after U.S. doesn't make the final, Grant Holloway, uh, who is the overwhelming favorite to win the not only win the 110 hurdles, but also break the world record, came in second place. Uh, and I was completely astonished. And especially if you watch the race, uh, he's leading through eight or nine hurdles. He is clearly the favorite. He got out the blocks winning, and everyone from the beginning until like the last 30, 40 meters of, or last 30 meters of the race would have been like, yep, it's an easy win for, or for, um, Grant Holloway. Sorry. Uh, it, it shouldn't even be close. And then what I think happened was my guess, it looked like he ran, he was running a little too fast and he was getting a little too close to the hurdles on that last one and had to kind of, uh, stutter step a bit in order to get over it. And that in turn made his timing off a little bit and he wasn't running as fast as he could. And, and, you know, it kind of slowed down his momentum and allowed for uh, Jamaican hurdler um, what par Parchment to, to win. He ran in time of 13.04. And uh, it was it was just, like, astonishing to me. Still can't believe the fact that uh, Holloway, Holloway wasn't able to take home the gold. Um, but, hey, I mean, shout out to Jamaica. They were able to, to take home 
two back-to-back gold medals and to think that it wasn't Omar McLeod in it. Uh, if you told me uh, in the when, when the Jamaican hurdle or the Jamaican uh, Olympic trials happened uh, and Omar McLeod wasn't in it, but they would st- the Jamaica would still take home the medal, uh, I would not believe you. So this was completely astonishing. Um, Grant Holloway loses his very first race of his entire career, and it's at the biggest stage, which which really sucks. Uh, now let's get into some some positive stuff uh, that happened. So 200 meters, uh, Andre de Grasse wins it uh, with a time of 1962 as a personal best. Mr. Consistent, the dude is always on the medal stand when it comes to world championships. He was able to get his gold, get a gold medal here. He wasn't getting the, he's, he's been flirting with the bronze and silver medals for a long time. So it's nice to see him finally get a gold, well-deserved. Uh, and then U.S. was two through four. Uh, Kenny Bednarik with second. Noah Lyles drops to third. He was the favorite to win this thing. Uh, but he just hasn't been running like himself for the past few years, and I don't know what it is. I mean, ever since 2018 or so, he's just not been running the way that everyone knows that he can run. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering what it is that is making you know that happen. Um, because he was running, what was it, low, um, what, like 19.4s, 19.5s, whatever it is, and, and now he's running high, like, you know, high 19s, he's, or not, you know, nothing that he was doing back in uh, in Doha 2019. So uh, I'm hoping he can get that, you know, we can kind of figure that out. I mean, U.S. sprinting as a whole has not been as dominant as we thought it was. I mean, we've had the top four sprinters in almost every category um, as the world rankings go, and we have not been able to capitalize on any of that. So I'm not sure what it is and what the reasoning is. Um, uh, I think, you know, the fact that there's been such short notice for a lot of these, uh, a lot of people have expectations, might be, falling under the pressure first olympics for many of these sprinters i think it's a combination of things but it's it's interesting and confusing i'm sure i'll have a breakdown of this after the olympics and we can kind of talk on that a little bit more uh then next in the uh 800 uh courier wins it with a time of 145.06 and i've never seen like a tactical 800 especially at the olympic stage Super surprised that it ran this slow. We had a lot of runners that have PRs of 143, and to see a winning time of 145 was just uh, just wild to me. Um, uh, so Courier won. Uh, we had Rotich in second. And uh, Clayton Murphy, who was the bronze medalist in 2016, dropped all the way down to ninth. Uh, just never really had it. He was, uh, flirt- he was staying around and hovering around the, the fifth or sixth place mark for the first, uh, the first lap, lap and a half. Uh, and then usually you would think, okay, he's going to start picking it up and he's going to start picking people off. And it looks like he's just, his legs just didn't have it. And instead of starting to pick people off, people started to pick him off. And uh, he fell from, from sixth to ninth. Uh, really stinks. Uh, he was a guy that I had as, as winning a medal, uh, even potentially winning a gold. Uh, I think that he just had that it factor. But um, I'm not sure. The, the race just wasn't, uh, just wasn't in the cards. And, and sometimes that's how the, that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, last two races, uh, or last two competitions we had, uh, women's steeplechase, uh, what well, Peruth, uh, won with the time of 9.0.145, new personal best for her. Uh, she ran fantastic. Uh, Farich, uh, was second, so she was actually leading going into the last lap, uh, but, uh, she tried to kick, just didn't have it in her. Peruth ended up passing her, um, and, and getting the gold medal. Um, ran a, you know, like I said, really fast time, really close to being that sub nine mark, which I'm sure 
that she uh, that she really wanted. Um, big name Coburn, who is someone that I had as a, a favorite in this race, actually ended up falling uh, over one of the hurdles. I, I wasn't able to watch it live, and I can't seem to find the clip of when she actually fell. It looks like it was somewhere around the the seven meet the seven. Uh, minute mark but i can't exactly tell uh and she came in last and actually was ended up getting uh dq'd which really sucked uh in the men's hammer throw we had noich of poland winning with the throw of 82 52 uh excellent throw what was the kind of the story of this was the um the favorite and fellow countryman from poland um, Paul Fajek, probably butchered that name, uh, ended up getting third. He was, uh, he had thrown, I believe 88 meters, super consistent guy, but just wasn't able to, to have that winning throw today. So Poland for both the men and the women win the hammer throw. Um, we've seen the, what, what other events have we seen where the men and the women have won the, uh, those races? Jeez, I'm trying to think. I can't think of many other events this Olympics that both the men and the women won the, the same event. Because not in the 100, not in the 2. I don't think we've seen it in the, the shot. Or the, we almost had it in the shot, but we didn't. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the first one where both the men and the women win from the same country. Uh, so awesome for them. I'll probably have to look at it. I'm sure some of you probably know and are, are yelling through your phone. No, Colin, you dummy. This person, this per this country won it, but I just can't think of it off the top of my head right now. Uh, awesome. So that was today. Um, exciting day. A lot of finals. The decathlons also going on. Yes, uh, going on as well. That's going to be finishing up today, uh, this morning, actually. Um, and so it's going to be exciting. Uh, want to talk about the events that we're going to be going on today. So one thing that sucks is there are no evening sessions for today. So if you are listening to this after, say, 10 a.m., uh, all of the events uh, have gone, uh, except for, I guess, the 50, the five, the 50K race walk, which I think is going on around 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to see that, that's going to be going on. But there will be no 8 p.m. You know, to 12 p.m races or anything like that going on today that's that's not going to be happening so uh in the morning so we'll have the the race this is all we'll go over the men's first so we'll have the race walk 20k race walk then the 1500 semis then the 400 meter finals the decathlon will be finishing up and then we'll end it up with the the 50k race walk on the women's side, we'll be having the finals for the pole vault, the qualifiers for the 4x4, and then the heptathlon uh, is going to be finishing up there as well. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, 400 um, on the men's side and, and the pole vault on the women's side. So I'm thinking for the 400, my bet is going to be Michael Norman. Now, I, I don't know why. Like I mean, if you're – if you're a better um, or whatever you've been you've been betting on these games, you'll see that Michael Norman was what plus one thousand to win recently, even though he was, uh, which means if you bet a hundred dollars, you you win a thousand dollars, which is a, a really good bet. Um, and he was you know, uh, a, the favorite going into the the Olympics, and so I'm not sure what these you know sports books are are seeing and why Michael Norman wouldn't be the the favorite but I have him winning um another person that could win is Zango I think he's got a lot of good speed he's been super consistent this entire year and and shows that he has potential to to win it as well so I think either of those two can take it on the men's side um for the women in the pole vault I have Najat winning 
she's been very consistent this entire year, uh, especially Sandy Morris, unfortunately, going down with an injury. Uh, I think it leaves the door open for her. Um, you also can't count, can't count out Holly Bradshaw of Great Britain who has just had an excellent day or an excellent career so far. Um, this this year, she, I think, is a slightly bit of a down year, but uh, she's someone you can't count out as well. Uh, and then I would always the, the former Olympic gold medalist. Um, I'm drawing a huge blank on, on her name. I was, just, I was just looking at it uh, from Greece. Um, oh, man, drawing a massive blank. Uh, on her name, but yeah, I have her. I have her winning the uh, the Olympic gold or either the Olympic gold, definitely meddling. Uh, she's the gold medalist from 2016, so see no way why uh, she wouldn't be able to to come back in it and and win win as well. Jeez, why am I drawing a huge blank? Pole vault is my sport. You think I know? Um, but yeah, so uh, it should be a very exciting. Uh, morning for some of these races uh, as we're starting to wind down most of these are going to be finals that we're going to see um but uh yeah it should be an exciting day um hopefully if you enjoy hopefully you guys enjoyed uh today's um today's episode if you did please oh katarina stefaniti that's what it is okay figured it out uh so Okay, now we now we can finish the episode. Now that I knew what it was, <laughs> but uh, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please make sure that you leave a like, leave a review, uh, and subscribe to the channel. Really helps us know that you're enjoying everything. Uh, if you want some more content, go make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Track World News. Post a lot of content there that I'm sure that you're gonna enjoy if you like stuff like this. Um, have a good one, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>